0: Hey everyone, you're listening to InfoQuench with Jeff
1: and Amy. We're chatting about how to get the most
0: out of life and covering a ton of interesting topics. So there's sure to be something for just about everyone. Let's get to it. Hey everybody and
1: welcome to InfoQuench. I'm your host Jeff and I'm Amy. In this podcast, I'm going to be talking about essentialism
0: essentialism not existentialism no essentialism. Essentialism. that would be a completely different podcast
1: and it's a book i recently finished and it's one i've been wanting to read for quite some time but recently i've just heard it everywhere what is the name of the book essentialism oh
0: it's just the word essentialism. i know okay i'm sorry so
1: I... it's essentially essentialism okay and the quote I for this it. episode is decide what's really important to you then say no to everything else.
0: So only do what's important to you. Exactly. That's and a it's- really great like way to live your life, I would say. Isn't it? Doesn't it sort of echo Marie Kondo's philosophy with uh, Marie Kondo's whatever she does? <laughs> what is it? Was it called again? <laughs> tidying up. Tid- yeah, M- Marie's tidying up. Whatever. Yeah. Like it kind of is. It's like if it doesn't spark joy, then get rid of it in your life.
1: Yeah, I think that's actually a really great analogy and yeah. the quote itself is from the author Greg McEwen. Okay. And the book became so popular, it's really an entire movement. There, you know, people define themselves as essentialists. So, I was excited to do this podcast because a lot of times I read these personal development books and I I go through them and I have all these aha moments, yes. but yes. then I put them down, I move on to the next book and I don't really take a lot of time to to digest what I've read. You've and got to reflect.
0: unfold what it is that you've read. Yes, you know? unfold. I unfold. like the arm
1: gestures that the yeah. listeners don't unfold. get to see.
0: Well, you'll get a picture of it maybe in our Instagram or something. Unfold. <laughs>
1: unfold. Yeah. But I think part of uh, when we do a podcast, it just it it forces me to go back and really think about what I pulled from the book. So it is a really jam-packed book that I would encourage you, the listeners, if this is something once you listen through and you hear some of the things that I pulled out and how I, I feel they'll benefit uh, my life, yeah. that you'll consider you know, picking up the book and reading it yourself, because I can't even delve into how much great information there so is into this. it's a
0: book jam-packed with amazing information that you absolutely devoured. You read that book in like two days, didn't you? I don't think I've ever seen you read a book faster than that, to be honest.
1: I did. It went by fast.
0: That's incredible.
1: And, and I haven't
0: read it, but you know what? I'm going to be the guinea pig and, you know, tell me about it. All tell right. me all about this. What is essentialism? Well, the
1: subtitle for the book is The Disciplined Pursuit of Less. Okay. And that's essentially what es- uh, essentialism is. How is it so, different
0: than minimalism?
1: Well, minimalism is, it is actually very different. I'm going to get into that. Okay, cool. So let I'm me jumping just, ahead. Let me just start with, you know, have you ever felt like you're, you're being really busy and time is flying by, but you're not really accomplishing that much
0: oh yeah yeah all the time I mean that I happens think everybody to me, feels that
1: uh, you know oftentimes I'll be I'll go through a work day and quite literally I'll send out 60 or 70 emails or maybe it's a day full of meetings and you're sitting right. through hours of meetings and at the end of the day if someone were to ask me what did you do today I couldn't quickly give them an answer right of, you know this is the thing I
0: accomplished pretty much a billion things but not one of those billion things really you know Sets itself apart from any other thing.
1: Well, I think because our energy is pushed into so many different directions Mm -hmm. that we, you know, we're not focused on one particular thing. So we do become very busy and not always as, you know, focused and productive as we can be. And essentialism is not about getting more things done, but it's about getting the right things done. The right
0: things done so that you can spend time doing other things that you enjoy, right? Well, like get those things done. Get those essential things done so you don't waste time doing other things.
1: Well, no, and actually, what it means is that the essential things are the things you want to do. Oh. So it is, it's sort of cutting away But what if work else? is
0: not uh, something you want to do at all? <laughs> you can just cut it all out. <laughs> <laughs> well, then
1: I don't know. That's a different scenario. That's, That's a whole so funny. different podcast of, of what it is. It's but, true. I mean, I gave work as an example, but I mean, that can be true of, of any. Portion of your life yeah. that you can be absorbed in, uh, you know, doing all of these what are maybe trivial tasks, and not really focusing on the things you want to do. And, and there's a lot of reasons why that happens that we'll talk about. But I'm actually going to jump straight into the definition all for right. this episode, uh, and it'll be the definition of essentialism. So if you were to look it up on Wiki. They would define essentialism as the the peop- They are the people at Wiki.
0: Oh yes, the people. At <laughs> All Wiki those people who
1: is... contribute to Wiki. Yes, which is I guess everybody. Um, essentialism is a view that every entity has a set of attributes that are necessary to its identity and function. So mm,
0: that's pretty technical.
1: But then, if you look at the definition from the author, which really gets into what the the idea of essentialism is as a movement or to be an essentialist. He feels the most fitting definition of essentialism is less, but better.
0: Less, but better. So
1: the book isn't about getting back to like simpler times. It's not about like extreme minimalism or anything like that. Or even, you know, it's not about cutting out all of your social media no, or, or going backwards. It's just about really having a systematic approach and figuring out what where you can make the highest contribution in life. And being able to focus on activities that point toward that highest contribution rather that than makes
0: sense. spread yourself too so, thin. So really it is a prioritizing your life so that you can live a simpler life. Would that be like a good synopsis of what essentialism is?
1: It's definitely about prioritizing your own life rather than leaving other people to do it for you. Yes. So, you know, there's three Deeply entrenched assumptions that are mentioned in this book that you need to conquer if you want to live more of an essentialist lifestyle. Okay, and those assumptions are that I have to,
0: I have to, that
1: it's all important,
0: uh-huh.
1: and uh, that I can do both. You know, that a lot of times people try to fit it all in, particularly in, in you know, they really do. They they try to find extreme efficiencies to be able to get you know maybe they're get their kids into all of the activities they want to do or you know they want to try to squeeze in a date night and then an evening meeting at the same time yeah um, but with essentialism it needs to be those types of assumptions need to be replaced with I choose to uh, only a few things really matter and I can do anything but not everything
0: so what are the first steps to becoming an essentialist or, or am i jumping ahead i'm jumping ahead aren't i
1: well no no not at all i mean i there's a there's a lot of different ways to go about it but it's really about changing your mindset about how you okay. approach everything in life and
0: so you have to have that inner dialogue really. yes yeah well
1: i think we don't we all have an inner dialogue
0: we do yeah some people do you yes yeah, some, <laughs> sometimes it's a uh, outer dialogue mi- to myself what are you gonna do now jeff mist- i don't know jeff
1: <laughs> the mystery of Jeff. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, we all do have an inner dialogue. And I think with any of these types of, you know, books or, or new things that we want to integrate in our daily life, it is about how we, we have to have conscious, uh, a conscious thought, a conscious approach to how we do everything in our mm-hmm. daily and, and just rethink it. Um, not just go on autopilot and continue to do things the way we've always done. Otherwise, we're not sense. going. We're not going to see change. There was actually a a quote or a, a reference in the book that really struck a chord with me, and it was uh, he referenced an Australian nurse named Bronnie Ware, but she cared for people who uh, who were you know in palliative care. Okay. And she said at the top of the list of regrets that she would hear. Is uh, I wish I'd had the courage to live a life true to myself, not the life others expected of me. And I know that I mean I've heard this before too. I, my my own mother has said this to me that nobody's ever on their deathbed and says that they wish they'd worked more.
0: That's true. You know, it's yes.
1: not. It's it's not how we just fill our hours. We've always had that. What philosophy, do we accomplish
0: uh, together? With, as far as a family is, it's it's much more. Uh, beneficial and memorable to go on a family trip than to buy something you know in, in particular for the family or something you know what I mean Well, like right. make if memories you're,
1: if you're yes, if you're talking about collecting experiences yeah. versus things and which you know is, is another aspect of of where where do you place value? where do you place your your focus mm-hmm. But when we're talking about you know things that we're doing in life, one of the problems that a lot of us have is that we just surrender our ability to choose for ourselves. And we let other people kind of come in and steal our time. That's true. And we, you know, we're reluctant to say no. Yeah. And we often will just make commitments that we, you know, don't really want to be involved in. I don't know
0: if you, I've, I. Yeah, no, I, I completely get what you're saying. It's a, it's a kind of a, a liberating thing actually, when you can like, when you can, you know, center out like, or like, you know, prioritize your time to do what you really love to do. You know, aside from your family, aside, like just something just for you. Like, for example, when I go on runs and stuff like that, like I feel good about myself. It makes me feel good when I do my art. It makes me feel good. Right. But like I, you know, it's not like I want to get away from the family or anything, but like it's important to do things um, uh, for yourself, I guess.
1: Well, and I think I think as I get older, I feel even more so my time is. Yeah. Is limited, yeah. and I I think my greatest source of frustration is when I'm involved in an activity or doing something that I don't really want to be doing. Yeah. That I feel, you know, that I've been pushed in, you know, into doing by somebody else, and it wasn't my choice. And so I I know personally, in as I've grown older, I'm I can say no to things much right. easier, and that doesn't always come easily, but it is something that you have to do to protect the time to do, like you said like yeah. to be able to go for a run and, and
0: i think it, we all as human beings want to want to live full and valuable lives you know meaning value it's valuable to you. you 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 love your life and to say yes to those things that you really love to do and no to those things that hold you back are exactly what everybody should do but there are always outside forces that make it so difficult for that to happen sometimes.
1: Well, one of the things that's mentioned in the book is just, you know, the the real importance of realizing you have a choice. Mm-hmm. And given the reality of, of trade-offs, we can't choose to do everything. No. You know, there just isn't enough time. So the real qu- question is not how can we do it all. It is who will get to choose what we do and uh. don't do. And so... When we forfeit our right to choose, someone else will choose for us. So we can either be deliberate and choose what not to do and allow or allow ourselves to be pulled in directions we don't want to go, which is, like I said, it, it can be a, a great source of frustration. And a lot of people just feel obligated. It's a sense of obligation, uh, you know, uh, not wanting to disappoint, social right. pressures. There's a lot of reasons why, why we allow that to happen. And sometimes we just lose our ability to filter what is important. And we just automatically say, yes, we get into routine. Right. And we participate in things that uh, just suck away our time. So to become an essentialist really requires a heightened awareness of that ability to choose. And Mm, one of the great quotes that I I liked from the book was of... um, it, you know directly from from the author is if it isn't a clear yes it's a clear no
0: <laughs> yeah
1: a lot of us will default to that and and he does go through the book and give some examples of how to avoid how do you avoid committing. the maybe how do you give that soft no
0: how do you avoid the maybe The maybe.
1: well any and a maybe isn't necessarily a bad thing a maybe is a better answer than a uh, reflex of yes Yeah. So maybe it's a, you know, let me check my calendar and get back to you. And it'll give you time to think about whether it's something you really want to do. Yes. Uh, You know, or if it's something that we're already committed to, there's something that's known as, uh, have you ever heard of sunk cost bias? No. And this is referred to, I think, I think Marie Kondo talked about it when we, we don't want to get rid of something in our home, but... Even if we're, uh, say you're in the middle of doing a a craft or a project and you've already invested a lot of time into it, but it really just isn't going where you want it to go. Right. But there becomes this reluctance to just stop doing it because you're so focused on the time and energy you've already put into it. uh, But there are some costs, you know, and it's so we we don't want to lose that investment. Instead, we end up wasting more time toward it.
0: Not always, though, because I could use the scenario like when I'm making a piece of art and it's like I've been working on it for an hour and then it's just like I hate it. I don't like it at all. I am so stubborn that I won't just like rip it up and start a new piece. I will work on it until I like it. Like I will literally put the time in until I like it. And I won't stop until I like it. (laughs) I don't know if that's a good analogy, but that's exactly. So I just
1: picture you like just layers and layers of paint. Yeah.
0: yeah, that's sometimes it comes down to that.
1: Well, I guess I'm thinking more, you know, those long-term, <laughs> those long-term projects. For instance, maybe you're spending time learning uh, a new skill. Maybe you're taking carpentry. Yeah. you know, lessons or, or it's classes. It's good to be persistent, though. Right, and you're and you're, you've paid for twenty classes. And you're eight classes in, and you're you just like I hate this.
0: Oh yeah, okay, I, I see what you're saying. i
1: I don't like this. I'm not good at it. It's not something that comes yeah. easily for me. This is I, not for me. It's I not giving out. me enjoyment that I thought it would. Do you just keep going because you paid the money for the classes, or do you just? You I know? imagine a
0: lot of people do that at university. Well, They're just like oh well, it's already paid for. I'm just going to play cards <laughs> well, I mean, in the cafeteria. You know, when it should be a class. <laughs>
1: Well, then you've got parents and student loans to contend with. That's right. <laughs> so really, essentialism is, is about focusing on the, on a vital few things. There's a great quote by Stephen Covey and all. I quoted him in our, our uh, negotiations episodes Previous. recently, yeah. but he, you know, definitely a wise man. He said, the main thing is to keep the main thing, the main thing.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Don't stray from the main message.
1: Well, and we get into this idea of prioritizing, but originally the word prioritize wasn't, it wasn't priorities. It was always priority, singular. And, uh, Came into the English language back in the 1400s.
0: Wow, you've done some real research for this. Well, this one is
1: the author did some research on this one, so this is straight from the book. And so originally, it just it meant the very first or prior thing, and it stayed as a singular thing for 500 years. (laughs) It was only into the 1900s that we started to pluralize it and ta- started talking about priorities. Really? And illogically, re-, re-, re reasoned that by changing the word, we could bend reality. Somehow we would now be able to have multiple first things. Oh, interesting. And I've often heard this before. People say if everything's a priority, then really nothing is.
0: Yeah, that's a good point.
1: Because you really can only have one first thing. So, you know, you need to figure out what, what are those priorities priorities or the priority in your life and mm-hmm. focus on that and direct all of your energy toward uh, that one thing rather than have it be pulled in directions and activities you don't want to engage in. So edit your life.
0: Edit your life. Uh,
1: you talked about Marie Kondo and she talks about clothing specifically as one of the, uh, I guess, stages of decluttering that you go through in, in you know, making your house full of items, full of joy. And in a closet, you often will have a ton of clothing, but you only wear uh, a few pieces, right? But you're, That's right. it's cluttered, and you spend a lot of time going through it, organizing it, cleaning clothing that you know doesn't really give you joy. And it's uh, an analogy, the idea of editing your closet is an analogy that the author uses in the book that you want to cut and condense and correct everything in your daily routine and eventually you'll be focused on only the things that matter most and actually there's another great quote that uh from michelangelo where he said i saw the angel in the marble and i carved until i set it free oh yeah until i set him free i guess it was a male angel yeah
0: well, he's done <laughs> quite a few sculptures where it, it it appears that the sculpture is stuck within the stone which is really interesting
1: and so, I mean, it, it. but it is a, when you think of it as a great visual for when you have, whether it's a cluttered closet or a, a cluttered life full of activities and commitments, if you really want to get to that angel or to what, yeah. you know, what, what is most important, you need to carve away everything else and make time for that yeah. thing.
0: That's a really great analogy for it.
1: So some of the comparisons between a non-essentialist versus an essentialist, I think helped me get my head around essentialism All right. a little bit more. I need
0: to get my head around it a little bit better here. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm understanding it from what you said, but like I, you know.
1: Well, you know what, it's an it's an interesting concept, and it took me a while, uh, you know, reading through the book to, to get my head around mm-hmm. what it meant. And I was happy to revisit a lot of it just to prepare for this podcast because it... Like I said, it just instilled a lot of the uh, the thinking a little bit more deep deeply in my mindset, so that I can implement it in daily life. So a non-essentialist tries to be all things to all people, mm. but an essentialist understands that less but better is a better approach. They will say I choose to, rather than a non-essentialist saying I have to. Uh, you know, an essentialist will pause to think about what really matters. Whereas a non essentialist will just react to whatever is most pressing. Right. And I, you know, when I was sort of reading through a section on this idea of really pausing to discern what matters most in life, I thought about how much time I spend researching books before I read them.
0: You do a fair amount of research on books, you only read books you really want to read.
1: Well, and I read a ton of reviews mm-hmm. t- before I'll choose one because I know how much time I'm going to spend, you know, going through the pages. And, and you know, it's a real investment. for the book. Well, as yeah. Well. But you know what? The cost of the book is probably the smallest investment you can make into a book. It's the time that you spend reading it, to me, that's the most valuable. So I always spend a lot of time reading reviews. And I've often thought I've, you know, it's a little ridiculous how much time I spend. But in reading this particular book, I came to the conclusion that it it does make sense to really take the time to evaluate where you want to spend your you spend your resources spend your time your energy on the front end rather than just waste your time I mean how many people have gotten into a book and you've read halfway through the book and you don't want you you finish it even though you're not enjoying it I think a lot of
0: people do like that sort of precursor of like a research before they buy most things do like, you I do actually like if Even I when you come if back I,
1: from the bookstore with an armful of books and
0: <laughs> I already know what books they are usually you know I know the author I usually if, if I know an author that I really like 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 Murakami if I see one of his books I know it's going to be good so I just buy it I just get it if it's used but um but yeah, I, I mean, if uh, if I was to buy like a pair of used speakers on Kijiji or something like that, I would see what model they are and go on Google and look it up and stuff and see what the see what people think, you know, what kind of reviews these things get. I mean, I'm all over that. Really? Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah.
1: I'm almost <laughs> believing you.
0: No, no, I really do. <laughs> I, I'm not even kidding like I do.
1: Well, there are, I mean, sometimes people will... Say you pay to go to see a movie in a movie theater. And halfway through the movie, you're like, this is not a great movie. Have you ever gotten up and walked out? Oh, I
0: have walked out of one movie. And it was like, it was when I was in Korea and I walked out. I think it was Tomb Raider. It was horrible. It was so bad.
1: With Angelina Jolie? Yes.
0: One or two. I don't know. It might have been two.
1: So you saw the first one and it was okay?
0: No. (laughs) No, no, no. I did not see the first one. I went with a Korean friend who wanted to really see it and I... Yeah, and they didn't like it either so we both we both uh
1: walked okay out. i think that that's a rare thing though i think that whole idea of sunk cost most people will stay stay and, stay right. and watch till the end
0: i've done that before too with crappy movies though i've watched it to the end because you know what i've seen crappy mo- or i've seen movies that i thought were crappy that had incredible endings so you got to give it you got to give it a chance
1: well, I know. Same soon with books. As soon as you have that happen once, then you, you can't not finish anything. That's right. you think there could be a surprise yeah. twist that makes it all worthwhile at the yeah. end.
0: That's true. It's, it's sometimes the art of the book or the movie is in the very end.
1: Another uh, concept around essentialism, we'll get back to the topic at hand, yeah. is the idea of making space in your life to think and reflect and how important that can be. So I think in today's lifestyle where a lot of people feel being busy is a a bit of a badge of honor, you know, I, I'm too busy to meet with you or, uh, you know, my schedule's jam packed and they, you know, I never
0: thought of it that way, but you're right. Badge of honor. Wow. That's fascinating. It really is.
1: People see sleep or taking time to rest or reflect as being almost like a weakness.
0: People do that sometimes like with drinking, like how much they drank. It's like a badge of honor. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, I guess but that's, that's so a completely of, different thing. But still, I mean, there's badge of honor for anything.
1: I guess the uh, badge of honor thread is there, if nothing else.
0: <laughs> if nothing else. You know, people have badges badges of honor for anything. <laughs> you know?
1: But I think what I... I have so many
0: badges, I'm honored.
1: Where I'm going <laughs> with this is the idea that, yeah, society in general tends to idolize you, you completely... Go, go, go. No,
0: you go, go. All right. all on, you can get back on track. Put that train back on track.
1: Yeah, you're saying that because the trains are going by like crazy tonight. So we've got literal trains and figurative trains happening. No, so just going back to it, the idea of making time in your life to think and reflect is crucial. If you're going to identify what is important, what is your life purpose? Where should you focus your energy? You need to take time to figure that out. Bill Gates was notorious for taking, you know, lengths of time off just to read and think and would completely disengage from his daily work. Why are you rolling your eyes? The opulence,
0: the opulence of the rich. Oh, I don't feel like working and take time off to read (laughs) in the sunshine at my mansion. Anyway.
1: I think the the thing.
0: I know. I know the point. I know the point is, is the
1: that p- even someone as busy I, as Bill Gates. I know,
0: and Mark Zuckerberg only wears the same thing every day because he doesn't need that space cluttered up his mind. Right.
1: Well, decision fatigue is it's a true. very real thing. It is. Barack a very, Obama, same thing. He wore the same suit. It is a very every real day thing. because one less decision to make means you can focus on things that really matter. If you can make the other things in your life routine, then
0: what if all the decisions you're making are horrible? (laughs) Because you're wearing the same thing every day. There's no more room. I don't know. I don't (laughs) know. know.
1: Yeah, maybe you've got amazing outfits every day and then the rest of your life is just falling to pieces. Yeah. (laughs) Because you spend (laughs) six hours getting dressed. Exactly. Back to making time to think and reflect. Yes. Um, You ever notice how people will actually will never admit that they've, you like, if you call them and you wake them up.
0: Oh, yeah, I'm ad, like that. They
1: won't admit that they were sleeping. Yeah. Or if they, you know. I'm just laying it,
0: here. I'm just resting my eyes. I'm just resting. <laughs> that, that that one got me. Oh, I'm just resting my eyes. Yeah, sure you are. You were sleeping. That's what, I guess that's what sleeping is, resting your eyes, but still.
1: Well, but if people won't admit it. They're like, if you're if sitting on the couch and someone looks over and. Nope. Sees, sees you taking a nap. I'm just resting my eyes. I wasn't sleeping. Where's the shame in sleeping? I don't, I don't know, don't but understand. there is an extreme. I don't and understand. I think it's pretty universal. People will nod it. And there's also, I've heard people brag about how little sleep they need. Yeah, I only need four to five hours. You know, that's all I need. I'm incredibly productive. Why would
0: that be something to be proud of?
1: Well, and I mean this this book also talks about the idea that sleep is crucial. If you want to operate at your highest level, then
0: I do the opposite. I, 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 you know what I mean. I don't, I don't brag about only needing four. I brag about getting (laughs) ten. You know what I mean.
1: I slept sixteen hours today.
0: You had a good sleep. I like, did like 10 hours sleep or something well, like that? Well,
1: because I had a sleep deficit. Yes, you did. I'm routinely You're catching up, which is another. Well, I do that through the week. I, I sleep, you know, six hours and it's not, it's not, I'm not proud of it. I create, it creates a deficit. And then on the weekend I'd have to catch up.
0: Do you really have, do you ever catch up on sleep though? Do you yes. ever actually catch up? Yes. Okay. I, I feel like that I was do. a I thought that no, was like a No, sleep deficit is too.
1: definitely, it's, it's a real thing. Yeah. I mean, if you, I, I notice it throughout the week because I'll, yeah. Don't you just get,
0: get what you need and don't really catch up though? Don't you just get the sleep that you actually need to well, that's function? The,
1: that's the catching up.
0: Oh, okay. Then I guess you do catch up then. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh my gosh. Yeah. I would say more, but it's a clean one. This is a clean rating. It's a
0: clean rating. Thank you, Apple keeping us All right. clean okay so normally we swear like longshoremen so you guys are lucky
1: <laughs> so some of the questions that you can ask yourself if you're trying to figure out well what are these things that I should be focusing on you know is you know what do you feel passionate about what are you talented at and you know what is there a need for in the world or even just in your community so I, I do want to give a takeaway for this episode and it's just to reflect on your own life and what, is, what are the time sucks? What is sucking away your Take, time? And uncommit yourself to at least one of those things, yes. if not more.
0: Take the time.
1: Say no. Uh, to or, find the time suck. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Kind of thing. Yes.
0: Right? No. Am I right? I didn't mean to cut you off. Go no, ahead. no. All that's right. that's
1: exactly right. it. All right. You're dead on. Okay. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks for listening.
0: <laughs> Bye-bye. Thanks for listening.
1: Be sure to check out past episodes and subscribe to keep up with what's new.
0: You can find us anywhere you get your podcast, And why not leave a review?
1: You can also follow InfoQuent on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Till Til next, next
0: time. time.